This is Reggie Ponder, The Real Critic. I got a chance to speak with Coleman Domingo and director George C. Wolf about their new movie, Rustin. Here's an excerpt from that interview. Coleman, my first question is, you don't like people saying, who is Rustin? And you like, you hope that this movie will- I wanted to eradicate that. Eradicate so that you will that. always know, you hear Rustin and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So I want to ask you, who is Rustin? And I say is because I believe you brought him to life in a way that's everlasting. Oh man, first of all, thank you for that. I wanted to bring um, his spirit and his soul to this work. So it's not just the list of anything I can find on Wikipedia. I wanted to really craft a real complex human being. And that's what he was. He was this very singular man. It's like this brother from Westchester, Pennsylvania, grew up Quaker, he was a young communist. He was an actor, he was an activist. He, he sang in a tenor voice and played the lute, all right? This brother was a brother like no other. And, uh, and also he was openly gay, which was also very much a conflict for many people who were fighting for civil rights, you know, with these other groups, whether from our own or from the outside from people like Strom Thurmond, trying to use the fact that he was openly gay against him. But but he also was smart enough to know that people will use anything to make sure that the, the fight for freedom for all people will, will fall apart in some way. He understood that. He was a, a close friend and advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. And he also was the architect for the March on Washington. The March on Washington would not have happened if it wasn't for Barry Rustin and his team of angelic troublemakers. Coleman says that you challenge him to know stuff and unknow stuff. What does that mean to you and what is he he really getting at when he says that? Well, I think everything to me is about an actor entering a scene with another actor with a degree of nakedness and vulnerability. And, and I think there's information that can empower you and, and encourage you in exposing yourself. And then there's other information that can protect you in a way. And I think that the whole point, significant points of directing is to try to craft this space where the actors are very vulnerable to the moment so that therefore when somebody does something intense in your face, that you respond organically and naturally. And if you have an armor of knowing everything, then you're not vulnerable. I, I love to see black love on the screen and I I think that this movie shows some really tender and loving moments that you don't get to see a lot of time. Can you speak to that? First of all, thank you for that, because I think that there was something, not only um, do we rarely see depictions of black queer men and love, but also, or sexuality, but also tenderness as well. I thought that Bayard, what we what we wanted to accomplish is that there was tenderness that Bayard had with all people, uh, whether it's, you know, platonic or whether it was romantic. And I think that's important depictions, especially when it comes to black men and how we are perceived in the world. You know. A lot of times I think that we're perceived as being hard or violent in some way, and they don't know the, that we have so much tenderness and softness to us as well. And the softness is not um, a disability, actually. You know, it's also a part of uh, the thing that makes us who we are in the world, because we need softness in order to live in the world. And that's what I, I wanted to make sure it was clear uh, with my depiction of Rustin as well, that he needed tenderness. This film doesn't just show Rustin doing it on his own. It actually shows him doing it with other people, and the young people seem to be very important. Can you just speak to that a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. This, this is the thing that I, I'm really happy to, that we get to dispel when it comes to any, um, any of these history films that makes it seem like it was only Martin Luther King or Ralph Abernathy or uh, Adam Clayton Powell. T to know that the movement was a lot of people and everyone had to be a part of it to organize this, to get this straight, to run transportation, to, you know, do paperwork, to run errands, you name it. So all these unsung people, you know, the names that you, you, you think may not have the light shine on them. They were just as 
significant. And just as, you know, the, the person who was doing paperwork in the office, their name probably should be amplified like Martin Luther King Jr., you know? Martin Luther King Jr. was basically one of the speakers at the March on Washington, and he turned into a superstar, but he was one of many speakers, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, but the movement and the iconography of the movement takes on Martin Luther King, and then there was just countless, just nameless people. And that's what I think is so important about a film like ours, and hopefully there'll be other films. I would love to see a film about Ella Baker. I would love to see one about a, a Philip Randolph. I would love to see one about Adam Clayton Powell. All these other leaders, you know, Cleve Robinson. So we know that their impact and what they did in their communities. And I think that's what makes us, we dive more into history and we know about more about who we are and know that they were just ordinary human beings doing extraordinary things. And that will hopefully raise up whoever's watching it in the movie theater or at home at Netflix and saying, I can be a part of change. I can do it too. To hear more of this interview, well, actually to see more of this interview, you can find it all on my website at reggieponder.com. Rustin is currently playing in theaters and will be on Netflix soon, but I suggest you check this one out at the theater. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at The Real Critic, that's R-E-E-L, and I'll see you next time.